I'm Mallory. I'm Mathilde. I'm Darina. And this week, um, we are going to be discussing something a little bit different. So over the past few months, we've had um, some emails in to our info at slackspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, no. It's slackspodcast at gmail.com. We even rehearsed that, but it's There's no info at... There is no info. Oh my god, I'm sweating. Okay. Info at gmail at podcast at slacks... uh, So slackspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and people people actually got it right. They emailed us, so that's cool. Even if our host can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're judging you. All right. So people who have emailed us at slackspodcast at gmail.com. We've received lots of questions over the past few months. And we thought what better way to do our next episode than to answer some of these questions from our listeners. Um, So hopefully you find it entertaining. And... You know, we're not professionals. We're not, you know, but we're yeah, offering our yeah. opinions. This is not, you know, we're not psychologists. Disclaimer. We're not going to your life We're probably going to talk a lot of rubbish. But, but, you know, better rubbish than nothing. Opinionated rubbish. Opinionated though. rubbish. Exactly. Wrong kind of rubbish, rubbish It'll be fun. Let's move on. <laughs> right, I'm going to take the first question, or I'm going to read out the first question, then um, you guys can, uh, can jump on in. So the first question from Anonymous is... I love this one. I faked being a vegan on our first date that was six months ago. Now we are moving in together. I love chicken. I assume the next bit is what the hell do I do? That is a really tough one. You basically lied for six months. You're a bit fucked. But other than that. Why would you lie for six months? I kind of get this one. It's like, okay, six months is quite a long time. But when you meet somebody first, you're like best foot forward and like, I think, you know, if you say you're vegan, you're putting forward this like image of being like super healthy and like you would kind of probably expect that in your in your partner. So if you want to make, you know, a good impression, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm vegan, too. Slash but then sneak KFC. in like secret chicken nuggets. Like you don't have to but be. But that's lying. But she's moving in with a girlfriend. But so... you already lied for six months. Yeah. <laughs> Matilda's advice: keep lying. Yeah. Keep lying, but I just mean, hide it better. <laughs> my advice is: why would you give up meat if you like meat? And pretend to like. Yeah. I love meat. I f- I would find it more attractive if the person wasn't a vegan. But I'm not saying that I find vegans not attractive. I am a vegan. I know. Is this now why you're not. Now you're a vegan. You know what? I would find attractive yes, someone. I would love someone that says great that you're vegan love it respect it don't ever change but i like my meat and i'm gonna keep on eating it and i hope you can do the same and respect it yeah however the crux of the matter being yeah she's already lied she's done it months. okay let's let's take this back to when we've all started dating either our partners wives whatever we've all must have lied about something in the beginning just because if you think about why people lie about things it's probably to make themselves look better in a relationship matter people want to look better right or they want to put themselves in the best light they can so i don't remember what i've lied about but maybe i did fabricate the truth about something when we first started seeing one another Mm. who knows that was donkey years that was what seven years ago Mm. um if it's being a vegan if it's being a sober person or an italian when you're not i don't know there's (laughs) there's a reason for it as long as it's not a lie that really hurts the person I disagree. Yeah, okay. Fine. I think yeah. I think it can be quite fight, like fight, a fight. fundamental thing because 
if you're sharing a home with somebody and you've already like made that decision, this anonymous's girlfriend is going to be like, well, we're sharing the cooking and, you know, we're going to be um, eating out together a lot and, and all of that stuff. Like dietary like requirements are going to matter and she's not going to want to like cook her some chicken. I don't know. I think that the best way of getting out of this is just to say it's actually continuing a lie in a way. Just be like, yes, I have been vegan for six months or a year or however long but actually I want to go back to eating meat you can't say I don't think you can say for the last six months I've lied to you but that's another lie yeah it's a lie to get out of the lie or maybe she could maybe say my doctor lie. said that I'm iron deficient <laughs> and that I need to be eating meat sometimes two wrongs make a right case uh, closed I think the problem is that there's just daily lying apart from like the big initial lie which is you know it's forgivable it's more the daily lying of like yeah let's I'll, I'll buy some food let's make another vegan meal let's make a vegan breakfast and make a vegan lunch and it's just like that daily lying and that on top of it on yeah, top yeah, of the, yeah. the main big lie that's like oh Okay, so if you've lied about this, what else have you been lying about? But she won't be able to keep up the lie because, I'm sorry, but if she loves chicken that much, at some point she's going to have a chicken-related meltdown and she's just going to have to have some chicken. Yeah, so. but at the end of the day, let's 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 take it back to why this listener <laughs> lied. It's because she wanted to impress this girl. She clearly wanted to be on her page, on the vegan page, mm. and that's why she lied. So from that perspective, it's not a terrible thing, but mm. you did lie, so you're a liar. Grow but... a pair of ovaries <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> tell the truth i think you should tell the truth okay well you know we've got two very virtuous slackers here and i'm just saying just lie to get out of the lie but there you go take or leave i'm on the fence to be honest i'm on the fence being vegan not so bad you know isn't it it's all right yeah you know i had fake chicken nuggets before i left the house today they're delicious oh my god the corn ones are insane shout out to mns plant kitchen slash sponsor us but they were really good i've had the cracky corn ones there's their better I've what? heard they're pretty good. Yeah, they're really good. Um, really Moorish. I could bang on, but the yeah. nice thing though about vegan is that it's easy to eat vegan these days. It's very easy to eat vegan in now. London. Anywhere ah. there's an M and S or chips, <laughs> chips, salad, Greg's vegan sausage rolls are delicious. Although I will say, on the um, Devon to London services, they are forty five p more expensive what? than London Greg's, which is kind of disgraceful, really. Greg's don't. Yeah, but Devon it. is really rich. <laughs> it was halfway to de- from Devon to London. Yeah. So there's no excuse. Motorway services premium prices. Okay, so okay, two case closed. One thing, one slacker saying another. Let's move on. Mal, what's the next question? Okay, so we have one having to do with safe sex. Um and why safe sex may not be something that lesbians uh think about. And I don't know if that's a generalization, but this is what the listener is inferring I think, I think that's true yeah so, yeah i think that's true um so the question is is dental dam sex faffy but pleasurable or simply faffy and safe okay we need to explain what a dental dam is or oral dam do you want to take it matilda i mean i can explain not that i've ever used one because it sounds insanely faffy um it's ba- well i mean actually no everyone that's been to a dentist knows what an oral dam is it's basically a sheave of of latex of some kind of rubbery material very thin that dentists put over your mouth i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do a little straw poll here slackers who's actually used a dental dam no wait can i just say one thing before that my father's a dentist and I don't even know what the fuck a dental dam is. No, or I didn't. I've never seen I one. had to Google it. I had to Google well, it. Well I'm Googling it right now just mm. for our um, own information. Just we're going to um 
describe to our listeners what a dental dam looks like, starting with Darina, because that's fun. <laughs> Ooh, that looks like a piece of cling film. That's or maybe like some kind of latex glove that's had the fingers cut off it. That's, Basically, just oh. a square latex. Yeah, it just looks like exactly. It's a what shade. You said. A yeah, sheen. a thin shade. I feel like this is terrible, and actually, maybe this is something we should explore. That you know, as a lesbian, you hear about dental dams as like kind of like folklore that it's like mm. a thing that like exists, but no one like really uses. Actually, I'd be interested. We'll come back to that one. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and anyone who is listening who has used dental dam. Let us know, because this particular listener didn't go into detail um, if she used dental dam in the past, but is it faffy? I think it's good to practice safe sex, and I think that once I started sleeping with women, that was one thing that I noticed. Being American, Americans tend to be a little bit more OCD about safe sex in general, Um, and that was the one thing I always thought about. I'm like, oh, wait, but going down on women, especially if they're sleeping with men, or you can contract things that can end up on your face, or things like that. And the reason I say that is because I do know somebody who did end up getting herpes <gasps> of the face because she went down on a girl who was having a herpes outbreak oh and she God. ended up with it all over her fucking face. And it wasn't even just around her mouth. It was like everywhere, which I, that's another thing to be questioned. Like, why is it on your forehead and things like that? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, like, why? Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I do think that safe sex is super important. And is it using dental dam or is it having a conversation, you know, and just saying, have you been tested? Um, if you have been tested, show me your test results. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, I think it's something you need to talk about. Yeah. On a yeah. serious note, I think, you know, it's perfectly legitimate to say that maybe lesbians don't take their sexual health as seriously as gay men straight people etc it just i mean i remember getting a health checkup a number of years ago now it must be like maybe about 15 years ago and in talking to the nurse beforehand she asked you know do you use the usual question she's like do you use protection no, I don't. Why don't you? I sleep with women. Oh, and then like the awkward pause. And then she was like, well, you kind of don't really need a full screening if you only sleep with women. And that from then just kind of set a seed in me of like, well, well, why? You know, why don't I? I ended up having it and everything was fine. But I think a lot of healthcare professionals do tend to think that, that if you don't sleep with a high risk category, if you, you know. But do you agree with that? I don't agree with it, but I'm guilty of it. I would say that. Yeah. I mean, I assume that I'm fine and safe and all of those things. Yeah. But is it correct to assume? Well, obviously not, because your friend got herpes on her face. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not even that and as her well. Forehead. I mean, I know somebody <laughs> and her nose. Like, oh. dude, it was fucking everywhere. It was <sighs> terrifying. But anyway, but I know another person <laughs> who um, had a girlfriend, and she um, obviously having oral sex also got HPV, which we know what HPV is, right? Usually something mm-hmm. that comes from men and is given to women through um, sex, through through intercourse, and um, can also be quite cancerous. There's there's the, um, you know, and again, I'm not a doctor. This is just my, my layman knowledge of HPV, but you have forms of it that are non-cancerous and forms that are cancerous, and that could cause a huge threat to you. Um, but just because you can get it down there doesn't mean that you can't get it in your mouth, or mm. in your throat. I have and this, so, yeah. um, you know, if a woman who does sleep with a man has HPV, that can also be um, given to you through orally. Mm. Um, and I knew another girl who did get HPV 
through um, oral sex as well, but didn't necessarily have herpes, because if you have herpes, then you do mm-hmm. have HPV. Again, I'm not a doctor, disclaimer. But mm-hmm. she didn't, but this other girl did also get HPV of the throat, which she has to now be monitored very closely wow. okay. and have checks every year because that can turn into some form of, um, you know, potential cancer or mm. something like that. So I guess what we're landing on is Buffy or not, um, <laughs> be mindful of your sexual health. I think as well as, you know, taking whatever precautions be that being you know mindful of of how many people you're sleeping with at one time i don't know but having regular sexual health checkups is, is probably the easiest route I yeah think. if you have a lot of different partners just keep on top of that if you only have one then just make sure that you guys are and just be careful of your health. Yeah. i think it's also just health having wise. a conversation like communicate yeah. about this stuff like if you have a new sexual partner find out if there are any um if they've had any issues in the past, not making a big deal about it, but just so that you're aware. So if you have to take precautions, let's say for oral sex, you know, then, then you know what you're dealing with. It is true though. I think with lesbians, we are a low risk category for, you know, mm. passing mm. any sort of mm. venereal diseases, but low risk, but not no risk. Hashtag. Hashtag. Hashtag That's good. Hey, Mal, can I your like dad that. hook the uh, lesbian community in London oh up with some dental dance? would die, literally. <laughs> just die. Don't tell him what it's for. Or do. You know, I mean, I don't depending. even know if he has them. I'm not going to ask him that. He's a dentist. They are, it's a dental dance. You ask him next time he's around. <laughs> I will do. I've never, never met the man, but sure, I'll, I'll pump him. Great first guy. question. Dental dance. All right. Next um, question. Yeah, next. So this listener is asking a question about bi and bisexuality and why is bi still so taboo? Can you say you are 100% gay if you still kiss a boy and let him touch your tits? Why the shame on past relationships? <sighs> Wait, what was that part again? Can you still... Can wh- you still call yourself 100% gay if you... So I think... The question it's about if you identify as a lesbian, but you still now I'm, I'm interpreting. I might yeah, be yeah, wrong, yeah. but um, if you if you kind of identify as a lesbian, but now and then fancy guys, and you would still probably kiss them, as and when the right guy or the guy that you fancy or you felt like it or whatever came along, can you still call your hand? You call yourself hundred percent a lesbian, and if not, then why the stigma? Why not? So in listening to what you're saying, I think that was quite key. And you said you can be, you can identify as a lesbian, but occasionally you find yourself attractive to guys and then you would maybe do stuff with them. But I think it's possible, depending, you know, on the individual, that you could have a, uh, your sexual orientation as being a lesbian, but every now and again be able to separate the kind of physical attraction from the gender, as in... I don't know. I'm not speaking from personal experience, but maybe some people can just want to have sex with a person without having, you know, the the layers of attraction, which would be obviously physical attraction, emotional intimacy, like all mm. the other things that chemistry. come with chemistry, all the mm. other things that would come with identifying as a lesbian. Other people can identify as a lesbian and have all of those different nuances and layers, but also just be like, yeah, sometimes I sleep with guys just Perf- just purely from a physical point of view totally so it's yeah. like it's like one part of the puzzle as opposed to like i think 100 percent. i think personally i think there's 100 percent something about being romantically attracted to women mm. so you're kind of romantically in a relationship point of view you just want to be with women but when it comes to pure sexual attraction 
it can be women, it can be men, um, I think. Or on the other hand, like you can be like only into relationships with men, like long-term relationships, romantic relationships with mm. men. But actually when it comes to pure sex, you fancy having sex with women mm. and you fancy having sex with men. Mm. I think there is that distinction of kind of who you're attracted to romantically and and, and sexually. Mm. Um, but I think there's a, there's a bigger issue there about how... And I don't think I'm not sure whether that's that's kind of what the listener was asking, but I feel like it's what is worth bringing up how the lesbian community can be quite um, disparaging towards uh, bisexuals yeah. and how a lot of the time it's almost like oh, so we've come out and we're finally like out, and and if you're not someone who isn't part of the group, then we'll kick you out. No, but I I think you have a really good point um, because. I think lesbians, when they come out, again, I'm making a very sweeping statement here, but it's like, okay, we've come to the conclusion that this is who we are, this is what we want to be, and for whatever reason, bisexual women seem to kind of get that, well, you're not fully in, and you're not fully out, you know? Um, and mm. I personally think it's kind of a little bit dated. Um, you know, bisexuality, homosexuality, whatever sexuality, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, and it really just comes down to the person. I mean, you and I both dated men until we were quite, you know, within our 20s. And speaking as somebody who identifies um, as mostly gay, you know, I'd say, I mean, because I can't say I'm 100% gay. I've I been, still find I've men been, attractive. Yeah, and I still find men attractive. Do I consider myself bisexual? No. But do I consider myself a person? Yes. Mostly lesbian, sure. But, like, I hate the fact that we have labels, and I love that the younger generation under us, we're all in our 30s now, so all of you 20-somethings and late teens who don't identify sexuality as anything, I say bravo, because that that yeah, is how we should be. Label. Yeah, exactly. Like, who gives a shit, first of all? And, you know, we did have, I think we talked about this um, before, we have Kinsey's theory, right? And everything is on a scale. Yeah, if it's on a spectrum, who gives a shit where, exactly. where you sit on that spectrum, where I sit on the spectrum? I think that label was very important back at a time where... Exactly you had to have your family because you were kind of, it was kind of you against the world and you'd grow up in a place where you were just the odd one out and finding that family and, and sitting under a label was almost essential to your survival. Yeah, absolutely. But and things a lot in a lot of places have changed now and maybe in a lot of places, and like, like we said, we, we are very lucky to be in London, um, we don't have to worry about those labels as much anymore. No, and I do think, though, as the years go on, that hopefully most people who identify as gay, bisexual, trans, queer, whatever it is that you identify as, won't have to worry about these labels because you're just a person at the end of the day, and it doesn't really matter who you're sleeping with. I think we've diverted from the actual question itself, mm. but do you think we've answered it? I think we've answered it. Okay. Um, but I think that we've had actually a few questions about... Um, labeling and, and kind of being bisexual versus identifying as a lesbian and identifying as straight but fancying women and I think there is still a lot of confusion or people don't feel like they they can be fully fledged either if they don't 100% only fancy one thing or 100% only fancy the other and I think hopefully we can say who gives a shit yeah exactly like, just who say. cares as long as yeah you're as open as and as welcoming of everyone around you as as hopefully you are of yourself then you know, it's a spectrum, and, and by by its very nature, a spectrum comes with a ton of different shades. Yeah. And it doesn't matter exactly where you where you sit on it, as long as you accept that is a spectrum. Yeah. We don't give a shit. So. No. That's it. That's our answer. <laughs> we don't give a shit. That's our <laughs> next. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, our next question, thank you, listener. Uh, I love the brevity of this one, from Claire. 
The question is, new partner, new toys, question mark. Thanks, Claire. That is, I mean, let's be honest. I'm just going to keep this quick and say absolutely fucking yes. But what? Oh, I, I don't mean, know. Like, what I know that shit gets expensive, but come on. But can we just go back to like venereal disease territory? Yes, thank That's you. That's a good enough reason why. But let me just play devil's advocate here. And and also speak on behalf of the, all the eco-conscious out there. You're in a relationship, Claire. Um... You have dinner with your partner, amazing, lovely. You guys live together, you then live together, you have wonderful dinners. Oh my God, use all the cutlery, use all the crockery, wonderful. Again and again and again. Ooh, that's delicious, lick the plate, amazing. <laughs> then you break really up with that partner. Oh no, shame, put that in the dishwasher. Okay, next partner comes along, you're gonna have dinner with that partner. Do you buy new new cutlery? No. Do you buy new cutlery? Oh, 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 you wash that shit and Hold you on use a second. It. Where so are you putting the cutlery? That's all I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Where are you you're not sticking it in private places, okay? <laughs> yeah, the but cutlery has not been inside. Feel free to wash anyway. that private place and to wash your cutlery. Okay, so Claire, Matilde <laughs> clearly wants you to reuse all your sex toys. Doreen and I want Reduce, you to buy new ones. recycle. I would say. I can stump up for new ones, I'm sorry, but... Actually, a new thing that I only learned when I moved to the UK is that people put condoms on their um, sex toys. What? Isn't it already made of, like, condom material? No, because um, condoms are pre-lubed. Oh, okay. Condoms are pre-lubed, so it's like, I can't be bothered. No. Is, is that the only one? reason why it can't be? I don't know. I mean, well, not to get, not to like protect from pregnancy, that's for sure. I did have a girl one time. It was one of my first experiences with a woman where they, she did try. I think she did try putting a condom on it, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." I'm like, "Why? Yeah. Because you've used it on so many women?" I'm like, "We're not doing this." I'm <laughs> sorry. Fair play for her protecting her sexual health. So her amazing. sexual health for Your sexual for health. Health. Other sexual health. Yeah. Everyone's sexual health. But I just couldn't get past I I just couldn't get past the fact that it had been used with somebody else. It's I just, agree. It grosses me out. I'm sorry. But not but everyone gets grossed out. But I do. It's a personal preference, but I would get grossed yeah. out. So Claire, depending on how grossed out you get, I mean, I think the very fact that you sent this question in, I would say that you're probably erring on the side of caution. And and I think, you know, that shit does get expensive, but you could just lie like our first listener. No, we don't want to encourage us <laughs> lying. Definitely wash them though. Like, why are you doing not washing them? I mean, I can't even yeah. imagine someone not washing their sex toys and then like using them with somebody else. I feel sick. Just first of all, you need to wash it every time you use it. In the dishwasher. Yeah, it's like when you have a dish to your beautiful analogy. Thank you. You wash a dirty dish, so you yeah. wash a dirty Put dildo. that in your mouth, lick the plate. Oh. <laughs> that, I, will, I will say though that, you know, depending on your volume of new parts, partners that um that shit will get expensive but make it a fun couple activity to save for the new sex toys in your relationship and then go together of a sunday and have a pint and a roast yeah and go and buy some new sex toys <laughs> don't re- reuse that shit because that's nasty um all right so i think we answered claire's question didn't we yeah claire don't be tight get some new sex toys um right so we have another question um is from rachel and she asks, does being openly gay at work impact your career? It's a good question. It depends on, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think it depends on your career. And on your workplace, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd all, I think we'd all have to say a blanket answer of no, but I think there's lots of nuances in there. None um, of us work in finance, first of all. No, is finance homophobic? I feel like a lot of people who I know that work in finance who are gay tend to stay in the closet. 
Okay. Do you know why that is? I think it's just because people tend to be a bit more homophobic in is the finance sector. Is it a testosterone heavy I think, yeah, kind of there's industry. lots of guys and it seems to be quite straight, high earning, powerful men, right. alpha males. Any weakness, even just like revealing one's sexuality is seen as a weakness in I mean, the workplace. maybe, but I do find it strange because I know a few females in the financial sector who have not come out on purpose or they've come out to a very select few people. That's so um, sad. Yeah, it, no, it is. It, it definitely mm. is. But, I mean, I guess I can understand why some people just wouldn't disclose it because, you know, you're not you're not ashamed. It's not that you don't want to, like, live your life. But, unfortunately, you do have to, I think, in some careers and professions, take that into account that maybe this might impact. And you need to be smart. I mean, we wouldn't all come out to random people for the sake of coming out because you have to think about your personal safety in... in you know, outside of a workplace, hopefully, but in a workplace as well, you need to be mindful as to who you trust with your personal life. And not everybody will be in a position to be out and proud, unfortunately. So I don't know. I don't know what my final it's advice would be. crazy to me about that. We're living in 2019 and I just think that being gay is just a part of like the sky is blue. Like people are gay. Who gives a fuck? But I'm also coming from somebody who works in a creative industry. Mm. You work in the creative industry. We're all kind of in the creative industry where it's not really a big deal. So for us, it hasn't impacted our careers. But for people who work in a maybe more conservative environment, it will impact your career. So I guess my advice to you is, I mean, I was terrified to come out, by the way, at work, because I thought specifically that, that people were going to judge me or uh, not respect me or... um, Change your mind about you. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when, when you, you know, especially for me, man- managing people, I think that um, it's it's something that you 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 are mindful of, but I don't necessarily know. I mean, it didn't stop me from coming out. And actually, I, I'm surprised how long it took me to come out. Um, but I did. And I'm happy that I did. And I think that if you're feeling like you're in an environment that feels safe, and you can do it, and it won't impact you um, within your career, then go for it. Mm. I think the, th- the tricky thing is when you're in a workplace for a long time. I freelance and I think for me, I, I don't really have a problem with coming out at work. It's more the fact of freelancing, which means that a lot of the time my contracts are about a month long, three months long maximum, sometimes it's a few weeks. And that means coming out to a whole new group of people mm. over and over and over and, you know, we're in London and it's, and, and like, like Mal says, it's a creative industry. So a lot of the time there's more consequences for being homophobic than for coming out. So I do feel relatively safe in coming out. But do I really, am I always up for coming out to people I don't really know over and over and over? You know, sometimes I don't feel like it. And I can't really control other people's reaction. I am keen, obviously, to make a, a good impression from a work point of view. And so I don't necessarily always want to take away from that if I don't have a ton of time to make that impression with my sexuality. I don't think that should ever be, you know, part of the equation. A lot of the time in the workplace, um, you you know, as a woman, you're already kind of like, OK, you're up against loads of men and, you know, you're already like, you know, I'm a woman, I can do it just as well, you know, hopefully better, you know, I'm worth paying the day rate that you would pay a guy, like, trust me. And so on top of that, if I'm saying I'm a gay woman, you know, am I really setting myself up for the best chance? Some people might have internalized homophobia, some people might not realize they're homophobic, like, they'll pay you more. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, and that's the thing, I just don't know, sometimes I don't feel up to it. But 
I think my own personal rule is if I'm asked, I'll tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I just won't volunteer necessarily that that yeah. that information. It's fair. So I think Rachel, our advice overall would be just be mindful as to who you tell and just make sure that, you know, it's a, a safe decision for you to do so. And if you feel like it's something that would be well received, then yeah. go for it. But just be mindful that, you know, we're not in a gay utopia just yet and, and there is a possibility that it might impact your career, but only you can really make that decision i yeah. think you know you know already right now if it feels right for you to be coming out yeah at work. stay safe but yeah. um yeah address this see what the situation is and, and kind of make that call in your workplace because every industry is going to be slightly different mm. cool um did you have the next question yeah so the next question is from lucy who tells us about this situation where her she's a lesbian woman her partner looks inverted commas gayer than she does and now and then she gets the nod in the street and she wants to know whether that's a thing is a lesbian nod a thing if two women who present as clearly lesbian see each other in the street does a nod happen i don't think i've ever had the nod i don't think i've had the nod but i've had the um when Francesca and I might be very close and then we acknowledge, we call them sisters, other women, we <laughs> might be like, oh my God. And then we'll kind of, I'll at least make an effort to like smile to be like, I'm gay too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, I've never, yeah, I probably have had the lesbian nod. <gasps> let's be honest. Tell us. Let's yeah, be it's honest. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a nice thing. It's kind of a like, you know, I would liken it to two people wearing the same football team shirt going down the street. You kind of get a, huh. Like, it's a bit of camaraderie. It's a bit of a, like, you know. I support so Lesbian the, United. I yeah. support Lesbian <laughs> United. And so, so the real question is, when you get the nod, what does the other woman look like? Uh, the, the nodder. Uh, the naughty the person giving the nod yeah <laughs> um god um it's usually like a chin up right yeah like it's a, just kind of yeah. like uh, i mean i would i would say they would probably be a lesbian on site so as in short hair short hair does not equal lesbian let's Little get a gay face, face. <laughs> like we talked about Rhetoric. earlier in one of our earlier episodes gay face i mean just you know someone who's clearly on our side I don't know, a bit of gayness. I don't know. How are we quantifying gayness? Probably short hair. All right, I'll say probably short hair. Bit of gay face. Bit of like, you know, bit of swag. Swagger. Okay. Hand in hand with her girlfriend. I mean, that's a surefire giveaway. That is her. a giveaway. So that you definitely get the nod then. So you Not have always. had people like... I have had it, yeah. But more commonly... Um, when I'm not on my own, when I'm with my girlfriend, when we're holding hands or, mm. you know, walking along as a couple, mm. um, you do get what we call hope coupled by other people who are generally like Wait. lesbians on oh their own. Oh my God. I Wait, I'm sorry. Like, What's a hope couple? Hope couples. As in Never they're like, that. I want to be you. Or I want to be in you. One or the other. What? Um, but yeah, it's like. Who feels. Kind of a, hey, hang on. So is the other person that hopes cu- hope couples you? Hope couples you? us. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, we've, I'm, you guys have had it. You get like no. a beaming smile from like another lesbian where they're like, yay, lesbians, woohoo, lesbian couple. Oh, so it's like me thing. when I smile at another lesbian couple to be like, we're gay too. You're hope coupling there. <gasps> wait, 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 I wait, love this term. I wasn't listening for like five seconds. What is a hope couple again? For all the listeners who are also not listening for those past five seconds. <laughs> what repeat are you that? not listening? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like to think our you listeners are literally in the room with us. Hello. More so than our host is listening. Oh my God. To it's been a long day, Mel. It's been a long day. Fair. Can we delete some of that? No, I want to keep it all. No! Uh, so, hope couple is when you're hope coupled or hope coupling somebody else, you're like, oh, you guys are cute. I want to be you or I want to be your friend or you're cool. It's like, oh, a, so a, stalker? like a hope coupling. No, not a stalker. You know. Mateo, back me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. You don't really yeah, know, do no, you? I do, you I do, do I do. I'm trying to think whether I've done it or whether someone's done it. I hope someone's done it to me. Yeah. Imagine like so. seeing a super loved up lesbian couple could be your mates but just like just like just happy just like yeah. living their lives I mean walking down the street holding hands and you're walking towards them and they're just the pictures of happiness yeah. you're walking towards okay. them would you not kind of give them a little yeah. smile yeah, and kind of, of a you guys yeah of course yeah. that's how I mean I'm sure people might like more know that you um and and um your girlfriend are gay um more than maybe me and francesca because we both look kind of like sisters we've had that <laughs> said to us different so kinds of sisters we're, yeah we're different kinds of sisters guys <laughs> um but yeah i mean because usually it's a couple with long hair short hair where it's more obvious mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe long hair long no. hair yeah, listen like, hear me out Come hear me on. out hear me out hear me out so if and i'm only saying this from experience so when francesca and i link arms it's very rare that people will think we are together unless we turn that link into holding hands. And then if we're holding hands, then that's more obvious. And then we might get more lingering stares than we would if we were linking arms. And the reason I say that is because we purposely link arms more than we hold hands in certain situations or in certain areas of London because we don't want to, to stay be... safe. Exactly. And that goes back to an earlier episode that we talked about that. So I'm just saying that because literally we have very similar hair and people tend to think we're related, which is kind of its own thing in itself, like hi, we're lesbians. Um, but yeah. But just putting it out there, if you guys, let's just say you decided to cut your hair, yeah. right? One and of us, you, you mean? Short hair. Both of us. No, one of you. So yeah. you cut your hair and, right. and your partner's hair stayed the same. Yeah. I, th- I don't think it's got anything to do with hair. It's the fact that, like, A, you're linking arms, or B, you're holding hands. So, one, you could be sisters because you're linking arms. It's nothing to do with hair. I think it has something a little bit to do to with To do hair. with appearance. Yeah, I do. I, like, and not in a bad way. Not in, like, I'm trying to categorize every lesbian in the world. Not at all. I'm just saying that I do think that that would make somebody assume that you were gay, especially if you had you know differences of of appearances i think i'd need to see holding hands and the short hair together to make that assumption rather than just the short hair i think we need to hark back to our lesbian stereotypes episode way back in the day not all lesbians have short hair and just no we know that i feel victimized (laughs) no no we're not even though i am a massive lesbian we've got two of the three one of the three of us who has short hair the other okay and then my partner has long hair her partner has short hair and your partner has long hair so it's not like a thing it's not a big deal but it's just in in general terms usually one would associate i'm a big gay i would see a woman with short hair and maybe assume or hope that she was a lesbian because i hope that everybody's a little bit gay but that's how i would view it and i and but i'm gay so i don't know what like a heterosexual person maybe wouldn't think twice but i would think maybe thrice what was lucy's actual question i feel like we veered off the topic here (laughs) (laughs) um 
So her actual question was about her partner looks more gay in inverted commas and they sometimes get the nod of approval. Is there such a thing as a lesbian nod? I think we can probably say that yes, is there thing? is. It is a thing. It is yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. Yeah. It's a community thing is, you know, you're safe. We're here. We belong. We see you. It's good. Or so if you couples you. get like a little smirk from other women... It might be us. You know, take it as a compliment. Exactly. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's either a compliment or they're hitting on you, which can also be a The compliment. hope coupling. Um, I think, Dee, you had one more question? Yes, we do have one more question. So this is a question that's been sent in from Victoria, um, which is, we are getting a dog, but I want pre-adoption custody in case we break up. Is this okay to ask? Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Good yeah. timing as Mallory's oh. dog has come in in the Literally, room she and heard is sniffing us. everything. Sniff, She's sniff. like, don't do that to me. I don't want to be part of a prenup. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it's one of those, oh man, it's a difficult one because no one wants to think about when you're in you know, the throes of being madly in love and everything is great and you decide to make that step, which is getting a puppy or a cat or whatever. Um, no one wants to think about the time when you may break up but do we want to do we want to do that i don't think it's a bad idea i guess it's not a bad idea it's never something that crossed our minds ever like this is the first time i've ever thought about it okay that's a lie maybe i thought about it once it's like oh what if we did break up what would happen and then i did think i was like well i guess my job is a bit more flexible with dogs so i guess i would just organically keep the dog but we would have to share it and la 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 but I've never thought about having a contractual agreement drawn up because of it. Yeah. I think there's so many different things within the context of a relationship that you, if you were to really think about it, you could have a contract for so many different things. Like, I mean, if obvi- the obvious things, if you were to buy property together or maybe a car or have pets or kids or whatever, I think maybe in your choice of partner, part of that should be that you trust them not to be an asshole when you break up. <laughs> But also, like, have that conversation, like, discuss it. I'm quite a naturally anxious person, and I think I'll probably just blurt it out at some point in the conversation of, shall we get a dog, or I'd love to get a dog. I'll probably at some point blurt it out. But what if we break up? What Mm. should we do? What's going to happen? And then, like, together, I think I could only then make that step if I felt deep down that worst-case scenario we would make we would do the best possible thing for each other and for that dog you already have a cat the cat wasn't mine to start with okay fair enough and so, so this is if as you... much as i threaten stephanie that if she cheats on me i'll leave her <laughs> and take the cat with me so she's not allowed to um you know that would be like an easy one but i think if 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 it was a pet that we both got together as like a shed, completely like from scratch a shed um pet then i think you know, it'll be on the same thing. Like, who is the owner? There's no yeah. way. But because Stephanie raised our cat up until, you know, three years ago, yeah, it's obviously I mean, I guess, like, speaking from having a, a dog myself, I think I'd be devastated by the whole situation. And I guess now having... Victoria, thank you for the question. Um, now being presented with the question, I think it probably might be a good idea. I think... In an ideal world, it's a good idea, but I don't think it's realistic to actually have some kind of legal agreement or or even, you know, some kind of document drawn up. 
I think what you can do is just have a very quick conversation where you're like, we're getting this dog together, right? So it's 50-50 no matter what, right? So even if we break up, it's still 50-50 and just have that kind of acknowledgement because I don't know, I don't think it's realistic to go down any other route, but just even establishing that understanding that, Mm. you know, we're getting this together. It's not I'm getting a dog and you're just happening to along for the ride it's like no 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 we're on the same page it's 50 50 no matter what and i guess that's a really good scenario in an ideal world until you have an ex-girlfriend or a boyfriend that turns into a real psycho asshole Mm. and tries to make your life purposely impossible ex-boyfriend yeah um, got lawyers involved threatened to get lawyers involved to take away her dog that he helped um raise when they broke up yeah and that was a complete like surprise to her she had no idea he would do that but like in the end they worked it out but Mm. he was very really like involving Mm. um, lawyers and stuff so people sometimes turn if they're not happy about the breakup and if they feel like something's been taken away from them they will try and get some power back and sometimes it involves taking away what you love the most who was this by the way my sister and her ex-boyfriend oh i guess the long and short of it is Hopefully you know the type of person you're dating, but if you really think that this is a potential threat, then maybe you should put something in writing. Yeah, I think it's it's not a bad idea. If you feel comfortable in doing that and it's possible, then most definitely that would be best case scenario if it's something that you, you're both comfortable with doing and it's possible. I think at the very, very least though, establishing an understanding that no matter what, this is 50-50 no matter what if we break up or or anything else i think maybe that's the least you should do so if the worst comes to the worst that um you know you can you can fall back on that understanding that you had initially but no matter what really it might get a little bit nasty have a very honest conversation either way and maybe be prepared at some point if the worst was to happen you were to break up you might have to have that serious conversation again and kind of put your foot down and make sure that the initial um plan gets respected cool guys we've had some really really wonderful questions this evening keep sending them in we love getting your questions and hopefully we've either entertained you or given you some decent answers and we have the exciting thing that we were going to talk about which is Slax has decided that we're going to do some merch we don't know exactly what it is yet but we're definitely going to make some (laughs) and we want you to have it so we I have not got any sort of like crazy like competition mechanic, but keep sending in your um, topic ideas. I think that this was really, really fun. We love hearing from um, people who are listening to us. So email us at slackspodcast at gmail.com with some questions or some feedback or just to say hi or anything else. And we want to give you a t-shirt. So if it's a t-shirt, it might not be a t-shirt Could be disclaimer. Could a badge. Or Tell us sticker. why you think you deserve the t-shirt. Tell us why you think you're... Or the merch, whatever oh God, it is. The most creative answer gets... Merch. Yeah. Because we don't know what it yes. is. <laughs> Slash mug. I think it'll be either a t-shirt or a sticker, but like a really cool one. Or a tote bag, because everyone's got a tote bag. Or nowadays. a dental dam. <gasps> Ooh, oh my God. Branded dental branded dam. Branded dental dam. on your badge. Yes. Okay. Tell us why you deserve to have slacks on your badge. Oh my god, I love this, you guys. This is amazing. <laughs> slacks right. on your badge at slackspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for your time. We'll uh, chat next week. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.